And for more, we join on the line now by market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Please, somebody, please. Oh, my goodness. We're in trouble. <laughs> Maybe if you can do a halala dance, you know, of sorts. Uh, for oh, long yeah, night, I think something will happen. Can somebody go to Pulukwani and talk to some people there? Um, somebody, please. At this point, I don't know. I, I, I simply don't care who does what, as long as it helps <laughs> for the rain to fall. That's where I'm. Absolutely. <laughs> now, Clive, looking at Asian stocks, they, they've joined the sell-off on commodity slums uh, with the oil price below $42. Can you believe that? Well, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by that, given everything else that's going on. I think it's, it's the, for the first time we worry that the oil is going that it's dropping like that because we know sometimes we get excited because when it drops, we know that the petrol price will go down. Mm-hmm. But this time we are worried about the fundamental meaning of oil dropping this sharply, specifically because if this does continue, those companies that are oil-reliant um, will have a serious problem. So I think that that is the biggest concern for me, that those companies themselves are starting to suffer, and that might lead to more job cuts because these people cannot sustain um, profits being this low. So I, I, I'm a bit concerned now. I, I, I normally get excited because I know petrol will go down as well, but this is not this is not how you want it to go down. Anyway, the MSCI Asia Pacific Petina uh, apparently now looking to add also the Chinese Central shares onto it as well as as, as part of its in- economic index indicator. Um, the MSCI Asia Pacific fell by 0.6%. That's on average uh, in Tokyo area this morning as well. We started seeing something like the S&P 500 also dipping uh, index 1.4%. Uh, we also saw that the uh, the, the, the currency market specifically in the emerging markets, are also starting to take a little bit of a turn. So it is concerning. Central bank policy continues to be a major trading theme in the market. Uh, another one is the pressure on commodity prices, as we just mentioned, which is quite concerning. And I don't think I have to mention it again. Everybody saw what happened with London yesterday. Discount for a discount. Hey, that's like, I don't know. How do you price that in a shopping center? Uh, when you go to the shop in a retail store, like here, how do you discount the discount? Because you know that's 50% off. And then there's like, how do, what, what are you doing? You got 94% off. <laughs> Worrying really? situation, that one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? Should people do? I reckon, I don't, think, I don't think there's any shareholder who's right in their mind who's going to put money into a, a bottomless pick. So, I reckon they're going to have to come up with some new financial uh, model that's going to help them to sustain themselves. If they don't, remember they said this already, one economist said it already uh, in August, that um, if they fail to raise this capital, um, this will be the end of London as we know it as the third largest platinum producer in the world. Well, we'll keep our eye on that one. And then uh, South Africa's largest private hospital group, MedClinic International. Now, they posted a 16% jump in half-year earnings and SAPI hit a seven-year high on profits. Well, good news there. Yeah, well, my wife is also paying towards that because she was in hospital for a while. (laughs) (laughs) So, 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 you know, they jumped by 16%. That is remarkable. I mean, private uh, private hospitals in South Africa are obviously uh, not short of debt, and that's what's happening now, that they're able to do those kind of things. Medical, which runs obviously the largest private hospital 
network, even in Switzerland. So what helped them actually, Katina, uh, as, as the report shows, the fact that the weakening ground was so weak that their earnings are mainly in Swiss francs. So the advantage of the weakening ground made their profits look much better because they report in Swiss franc in Switzerland. And so the weakening ground actually earned them a little bit up. So Medicare, which gets two of its third earnings from outside the, the home market, reported a 70% revenue increase. And also if you look at the um, the, the company now sits at about 10.3 billion rand worth of assets. So it's 723 million US dollars worth of revenue. So this is quite an interesting one. We like it. We put it in our shares as well, Katina. It is a very sustainable uh, business to, to be part of. Also, they were helped by uh, the other company that did well for me yesterday was Sappy. I don't know if people still use paper for the digital age and whatever, but Sappy continues to grow, Katina, as well. And they also showed at some net income of about 176 million uh, U.S. dollars in the 12 months leading up to September. Great stuff for Sebastian Company. We still use a lot of paper, Clive, trust me. Ah, well, ah. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we, we, we really do. And then the, the, the strange new form of financial markets is taking much longer than expected to get used to, isn't it? It is. It is. It is a new norm. It, we are operating in a totally different realm from what we used to about five, six years ago. And now I'll just mention a few things that have changed. Firstly, these low commodity prices have become uh, uh, a, a new norm. We have to now think about how you invest in low commodity pricing. We have to look at currencies that have been very volatile. I'm speaking specifically about the RAND because it has changed the way we, we look out on things such as purchasing and buying power. So you have to be able to actually understand how the RAND actually works for you to actually invest even in global markets uh, at the same time. The other thing that is also being quite tricky to play around for Kina has been the volatility itself being volatile. Can you believe that? Volatility in the market has been volatile. That, and, and this is a, a guy from Bloomberg who mentioned this earlier this week, saying that it is so difficult to predict what is taking place because things are very, very volatile. So very difficult to measure uh, the risk that you put yourself into. And then there's the fractured repo rates. We know about the Fed. We know about what's happening in the UK with the Bank of England. But all these things are making it even more difficult for investors to make choices. Now, can you imagine what analysts are going through with all this data coming out and they have to always, sort of always have to make sense of the new norm. And it's taken so long that even the economic structure of the world, you know, we've heard this from the the World Economic Forum, that the dimension has changed completely because of low growth sectors. So that is creating a little bit of a hurdle for guys like us to make predictions where we are going next. 